body's progesterone, a hormone that is needed to continue a pregnancy in its early stages. Whenever a woman has a period, part of what stimulates that period is the withdrawal of progesterone, says Dr. Lauren Thaxton, an obstetrician-gynecologist in Albuquerque, New Mexico, who's been performing abortions for six years. By blocking this hormone, the first pill helps break down the uterine lining that a woman normally sheds during her period so that the embryo can detach from the uterine wall. After that happens, generally one to two days after taking the first mifepristone pill, a woman dissolves four 200-microgram misoprostol tablets in her mouth. This second medication, which is also used to induce labor, helps expel the detached embryo. Misoprostol is in a class of medications called prostaglandins, says obstetrician-gynecologist Dr. Daniel Grossman, who is the director of Advancing New Standards in Reproductive Health and co-author of a recent paper exploring the possibility of moving early abortion medication over the counter. One of the effects of prostaglandins is that they cause what's called cervical ripening, meaning causing the cervix to soften, open up, and become thinner, and it also causes the uterus to contract. Misoprostol was first developed in the U.S. in 1973 to treat peptic ulcers, which it did by preventing harsh gastric secretions, but it had known major side effects on a pregnant uterus. In the 1980s, French researchers developed mifepristone, also known as RU486, a pill that could be taken in sequence with misoprostol to induce an abortion. France legalized this regimen in 1988, and China, Great Britain, and Sweden soon followed suit. In the U.S., reproductive rights activists hoped the FDA would adopt the method in the 90s, but anti-abortion activists helped delay its approval until 2000. When the U.S. first legalized abortion medication, it was available up to seven weeks after pregnancy. Women receiving it had to visit a clinic three times, once to take the mifepristone, a second time to take the misoprostol, and a third time for a follow-up. In 2016, the FDA extended the pregnancy period to 10 weeks and reduced the number of required visits to two, meaning that women could now take the misoprostol at home, though some states have restricted that as well. Today, there are even clinics that aim to destigmatize the process by offering a spa-like experience, like a Maryland Carafem Health Center that offers hot tea and robes to women seeking medical abortions. One to two weeks after taking the medication, the woman returns to the clinic to make sure the pregnancy has passed. When taken between 9 and 10 weeks into a pregnancy, mifepristone and misoprostol are 93% effective at inducing an abortion, according to Planned Parenthood. The earlier they are taken, the more effective they are. In 2014, almost half of U.S. hospital and clinical abortions performed before nine weeks were medication abortions, according to estimates from the Guttmacher Institute, a research and policy organization for reproductive rights. But if WHW's new counseling services, Google queries, and the increase in articles on DIY abortions are any indication, many more medical abortions may be happening outside the clinic. Kara Harshman, a freelance writer and marketer in San Francisco, had her legal medication abortion in January. In an interview, she said that her symptoms of cramps, bleeding, and nausea lasted for about five days after taking the misoprostol. By the time she had her follow-up appointment, she was stable and feeling healthy. She wrote about her experience on the Facebook group Pantsuit Nation in an essay she then republished on Medium and Shout Your Abortion. The only health issue that came up during Harshman's abortion was a blood test showing that she was Rh negative, a rare blood type, meaning she had to receive a shot of the medication Rogam after taking the misoprostol. According to Thaxton, most women are Rh positive. 
But if a woman is Rh negative, pregnant, and having bleeding, she needs to receive Rogam to prevent alloimmunization in future pregnancies, which is a condition wherein the mother develops an immune response to fetal red blood cells, Thaxton wrote in an email. Overall, a medical abortion is extremely safe, says Thaxton, who is also a member of Physicians for Reproductive Health. Common symptoms include nausea, cramping, and heavy bleeding, similar to what women experience during a miscarriage. Thaxton generally tells her patients that if they soak through four maxipads in two hours, that's too much bleeding, and they should consult their physician. There's a rare risk of too much bleeding, sometimes bleeding requiring a blood transfusion, and that can be related to the risk that the pregnancy has incompletely passed, she says. To prevent this, abortion providers will counsel women about whether they have a history of bleeding disorders before prescribing this method. There's also a small risk of infections like endometritis, inflammation of the uterine lining, or the contraction of the bacterium Clostridium cerdeliae, both of which can also occur after childbirth. However,